This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. gave me a great example of this when I was growing up because my dad was a rough, strong disciplinarian who didn't put up with any nonsense. He expected immediate obedience, but he never gave me any reason at all to fear that he would do me harm. He was always gentle and caring while being firm and no-nonsense when it came to my behavior. God is good. He is a gentle shepherd. But that doesn't mean he's a pushover. As Pastor Robert explains, he expects obedience, and he firmly disciplines us when we choose to live selfishly and ignore his commands. As any good parent knows, discipline is a necessary part of raising a child in love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. The focus of what we're talking about today, the the central theme, I, I guess you'd say, is the incompatibility of fear with love. The the Bible seems to say that those two things are are mutually exclusive. Fear demonstrates that that there isn't like full, complete, perfect love. And when there is the full, complete, perfect love, there there will be no fear. And I was thinking about this, you know, when, um, when I first began to think about asking Elizabeth to marry me, I was nervous about it. I was, I was fearful uh, about it, and, and not, not so much because I was afraid she'd say no. I kind of knew you know, where her heart was and what she was thinking. I, what I was nervous about, what I was fearful of, it was that we might be wrong. You know, what if, what if she's not the right one? And there was a lot to worry about. I mean, all I really knew about Elizabeth was that she had... Uh, considered herself a lesbian before she met the Lord Jesus. And, and I, I knew that she intended to go and, and work with a Danish missionary in Bogota, Colombia. And, you know, she had these plans, but I, I really didn't know her family. I, I hadn't gotten to know them, hadn't met them yet in Denmark. And um, I wrestled with the whole thing right up until, uh, right up until I popped the question. And, and then even after we married, I feared that my life with her wouldn't be what I had always hoped for in marriage. We weren't happy in the beginning at all. We, we made each other miserable at first. And I remember when it all began to change for me. God showed me that my expectations of Elizabeth were selfish. And that her response 
to me, had always been loving and kind and, and patient. And, you know, I was demanding toward her, and she responded to that with a generous, gentle, quiet spirit. And her loving responses to my selfishness were used by the Lord to bring conviction into my life and eventually to bring peace and, and uh, health to our marriage. So over time, my, my fears about the life that we would have together began to disappear. Elizabeth's love for the Lord guided her behavior toward me, and that, that love cast out the fears I had and taught me to trust her in a way that I didn't, you know, I didn't even know was possible. Um, and... and you know, even though I still couldn't predict the future, I couldn't look ahead and, and see what we were going to face or, or, or any of that, I trusted her love for God and, and her love for me. And, and you know, we've, I've been very transparent with you guys in the past, and both of us have. You know, if, if Elizabeth hadn't been fully committed to Christ during those first three years, she would have left me. There's no question about it. Because every word out of my mouth toward her almost, every, my, my attitude toward her, my posture toward her was selfish, demanding, impatient. It was, it was always negative. She couldn't do anything right. She couldn't get anything right. And that, it, you know, very quickly that was all I could see and that was all that came out of me. And, uh, but she loved and trusted the Lord Jesus, so she stayed with me. And she consistently responded in the opposite spirit to my selfishness. And, and we're both enjoying the fruit of that today. In fact, we enjoy each other more than I would have believed possible 24 years ago. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. The Bible tells us in several places that there is such a thing as a healthy fear of God. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, one of the most often quoted Proverbs. Psalm 33, verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, we're commanded, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, Fear God. Honor the King. C.S. Lewis did a masterful job, I think, of expressing the tension in the Scriptures on this subject of fearing the Lord, fearing God. And uh, I, I found a, a quote from Andrew Groves about that. He says this, C.S. Lewis' celebrated children's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, tells of the adventures of four children in the magical kingdom of Narnia. Jesus is represented by the lion, Aslan. When in Narnia, the children meet Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, who describe the mighty lion to them. Is he a man? asked Lucy. Aslan, a man? said Mr. Beaver sternly. Certainly not. I tell you, he is king of the wood and the son of the great emperor beyond the sea. Don't you know who is the king of beasts? Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? 
I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. That you will, dearie, and make no mistake, said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or else just silly. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. To me, that's such a beautiful picture of God, beautiful picture of, of Jesus. And that's one thing I have to say. My dad gave me a great example of this when I was growing up because my dad was a rough, strong disciplinarian who didn't put up with any nonsense. He expected immediate obedience, but he never gave me any reason at all to fear that he would do me harm. He was always gentle and caring while being firm and no nonsense when it came to my behavior. So I always knew that I could expect harsh but loving discipline if I was disobedient or rebellious. I knew I could trust him because whatever he said, I could count on it. I remember one time when I was, gosh, I must have been six years old, five, five or six, something like that. And we, we lived out in the, in the country outside Macon, Georgia. And um, there was a little country store that was maybe a quarter of a mile from our house. And it was a big treat, you know, when, when, uh, when I would get to go with my dad to that store, I, I knew I could almost always expect a treat. And um, I remember there was one of the, uh, one of the old Coca-Cola machines, but where I'm from, we call them Coca-Colas. And Coca-Colas were a nickel in that machine, and uh, they went up to a dime somewhere about that same time frame. But I remember one day I was, I was standing there, and they had Tootsie Rolls on the counter. And my dad had, had, uh, he had decided he needed to break a bad habit of mine when he said no to me or denied a request of some kind, quite often my response to that would be something like this. You got your parents and grandparents, you, you know that one, right? Yeah. He's like, don't do that. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, 
we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.